Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. Are you a woman who's ready to excel in her career and her life? Are you ready to be a professional saleswoman by using your inherent qualities? Are you a woman who wants to be better prepared for a leadership position? Then you're in the right place. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. It's about women in business, work-life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communications. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman is your connection to women nationally, internationally, and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Find out more at www.sellinginaskirt.com. Now, your host, Judy Hoberman, on C-Suite Radio. You know, recently I was a speaker at an amazing event. The event was in conjunction with a fundraiser to bring awareness for two major challenges, cancers that affect women and domestic violence. As the stories were being shared, I realized that any of these issues could have been enough to stop someone in their tracks and not be able to move forward. What can do that? Is it the experience itself or is it the fear of being trapped in the past? So many times we hang on to the past and we even let it define us. Other times we use our past as a reason to limit ourselves so that we can't reach our goals and our dreams. And in order to reach your dreams or your goals, you need to push through those limits and past your comfort zone. Now, we would all love to have that magic bullet to make things happen as quickly as we all look for instant gratification. But unfortunately, there's no shortcuts. That is, unless you want to be mediocre at best, and I know that isn't the case. Now, when you hit that wall of limiting beliefs, push a little harder, and I would bet you'll push right through and you'll be able to start to think, why was it so challenging in the first place? So what do you think are the most common challenges that we face and that really do hold us back? Well, the first one we all know is that inner chatter that for some reason we listen to when we continue to tell ourselves it's that thing that happened. It's the past that happened. It's that tape we play over and over again and start to believe. I can't, I don't have, and I'm not enough. And we can probably go back to our past and remember where that came from. Perfect example of our past being our barrier. And as we repeat this over and over again, we're reinforcing our limitations and our dreams and our goals are being pushed further and further away. What are we afraid of? 
start listening to what you're saying, even if it isn't out loud, and try to change your vocabulary, which in turn will change your mindset. Try to eliminate that negativity that you're creating for yourself. The next thing is, are you a victim of your circumstances? Is what's going on in your life the reason you can't achieve your goals? While you may not be able to have the same advantage as someone else, you can still find opportunities. If you're in a job that has no future, you can find another one. If you're surrounded with people with no ambition, find other friends. If you think that it's your parents' fault that you're in the way you are, change it. It's time for a reality check. Any reason that you can throw out that you aren't as successful as you want to be or that you haven't reached your goals, guess what? It isn't your job, your parents, your friends, your location, or any other variety of reasons. It's you and what you're allowing to take over your life. I'm sure you've heard stories about how someone reached a level they never thought possible and their background and circumstances would have something that we use as a potential vampire. Instead, they chose to take what they have and in turn, they got what they wanted. Now, what about your past? We all have one. What are you going to take from your past and make your future amazing? Or how about the flip side and take your past and make it the reason why your future isn't? It's your choice. You can't eliminate your past, but you can't also let it control what you have to do and what you can't do. You can't turn yourself into a victim. And finally, I know this will sound crazy, but do you really care what others think about you? Now, I know being popular is very important, but when you worry more about what others are saying, you might be cutting your chances of succeeding down. Are you surrounding yourself with those that make you feel guilty or those that would rather see you fail rather than succeed? Or are you constantly seeking approval? The truth is you'll never make everyone happy and that will lead to your own level of disappointment. You have to decide if you're with the people that lift you up and help you reach your goals rather than those that have their thumb on you and are giving you advice that will keep you down. So the question is, are you stuck between your past and an amazing future? Maybe it's time to just move on. When you're stuck in the past, it keeps you from the unknown and unseen opportunities. Whether it's a self-limiting belief or a bad relationship, you'll find there are circumstances that will keep those walls up rather than being open to opportunities. When you can identify what those struggles are and work on releasing them, both you and your business will have a fighting chance. And maybe it's time to bring in an objective third person to listen. So here's the reality. Your past is your past, and whether or not you want to hold on to it is also your choice. You might be ready to release it, and something or someone is making it too difficult to happen. It's your choice. And as in business, the fact is, if you don't try, the answer will always be no. And the best case scenario is that you make the effort and it all works out. We all know that things happen exactly as they're supposed to, so make it happen. When you put your past in the past, you'll be ready for the present and on to the future. You've probably learned more from your past and will take those lessons right into your new future. Then when someone asks you if you knew then what you know now, you can let them know that you've learned your lessons and your blessings, and that's what makes you, you. So remember, your past doesn't define you, it prepares you. Just because your past didn't turn out like the way you wanted it to, it doesn't mean your future can, can't be any better than you've ever imagined. Your greatest talent is so much more powerful than your biggest fear. We're going to take a break to thank our sponsor, Walking on the Glass Floor. But when we come back, you're going to hear from my guest who will share her thoughts about what's holding people back. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio, and we will be right back. What happens after shattering the glass ceiling? You're now walking on the glass floor. Walking on the Glass Floor, Seven Essential Qualities for Women Who Lead is a timely and indispensable business guide for all women, whether you're moving out of a dorm room or moving into an executive suite. 
Introducing readers to the seven keys to success in business and life, Judy Hoberman brings her fresh voice, sales savvy, and thoughtful approach to each of the essential and most powerful leadership qualities. Written in her trademark no-nonsense, glass-half-full prose, Judy's blueprint for business teaches all women how to cultivate and strengthen key skills that will serve them in both business and life. Uncover amazing qualities they already possess that will help them lead and succeed and harness universal leadership qualities to continue reaching their full potential. By providing authentic real-life case studies and inspiring quotes throughout, Judy fills each page with the timely advice women need right now. Walking on the glass floor is like having Judy Hoberman sitting right next to you as your business mentor, personal life coach, and best friend all at the same time. You can order your own copy of the book at walkingontheglassfloor.com. Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Now it's time for my very special guest, Michelle Moraz. She's a retired military wife, a mother, a powerful survivor, and an award-winning international coach who elicits a positivity that engulfs her audience in her presence. Her infectious presentations inspire her clients to rise above any negative self-talk and reclaim their inner strength to achieve life-altering transformation. She's committed to helping others realize a more balanced life that frees them to build healthy beliefs. Michelle co-leads a two-day live event Breakthrough Speaking Mastery Bootcamp to train business owners to master their message to connect, compel, and draw clients to their product or service. She's an international TEDx speaker, speaker coach, and a corporate trainer. In 2018, she was awarded top coach out of 8,000 coaches worldwide for the John Maxwell Culture Award for demonstrating a positive attitude and traveled to New Delhi, India to receive the Women's Economic Forum's Women of Excellence Award for inspiration. Oh my goodness, I can't wait for this. So welcome to the show, Michelle. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me, Judy. I mean, just your intro is just phenomenal. And you summarized my entire second book. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, well, here you go then. Well, first of all, I want to congratulate you on your awards and your recognition. It is so super exciting and impressive. And I am honored to have you here. I'm honored to be on and thank you so much. So let's talk about the discussion of the day. What's holding you back? What do you think of when you hear of that? I giggle. I honestly giggle because honestly, everything that has happened, wow, I've had some serious issues in the past five years and everything that happened in those issues, I have a brain injury, uh, I have breast cancer and all of these things that happened and all the surgeries that came along with it, you would think would have held me back. What happens is, and I have, I call it a rubber band effect. What holds you back is like a rubber band. So just think of all those negative things you think are happening or pulling you back from your potential or whatever you want to call it. I see it as a really good way of converting energy. So in the past five years, as, as all those things were supposedly pulling me back, what I did is I used that time to strategize and, and build and whatever. And it shot me further, farther than I had ever intended it to happen. Well, that is an excellent visual because you can actually see what happens when you pull the rubber band back and propel forward. But my question is, did you ever think that you just wanted to simply stop and not move forward? Because when you have life-changing traumatic events, sometimes you just think like, why me? And why are they choosing me? And I'm tired of being chosen and all this nonsense. And you just want to stop. Did that ever enter your brain? 
Uh, not in the past five years. When I was younger in college, now you said you went to a conference where there was domestic violence and mm-hmm. cancer in one. Mm-hmm. In college, I kind of a downer. In college, I was captive raped my junior year and I was kept for nine months. So in that moment, yes, I was young, I was afraid, and I thought, why me? Maybe this is where I'm supposed to be. And so there was a very long time period where that event, that traumatic event, locked me in a shell. And it took a lot of time and a lot of mentoring and growing of my brain and my mental capacity to realize that that wasn't me, that was, that was him. So yes, I was human. I did realize for a little bit that I was having a giant pity party and I accepted victimhood. And then when I realized that that was holding me back and not being a rubber band, it was not the rubber band effect. It was a lead weight. I had to let it go. So that that learning experience I had from in my 20s, I realized when five years ago when I got my brain injury and they said, you know, we don't know if you're ever going to talk or walk again. I took that traumatic event from my 20s and converted it to a brain injury where I won't be able to talk or walk again. And I used that knowledge from my past, only used the knowledge, not the pain, didn't hold on to all that. The knowledge I learned from my past traumatic event to propel me through that new event. Wow. That's, I mean, it's hard to even comment on that because most of us have not been through one traumatic event, nevertheless, two or three or more. So tell us about the importance of being resilient because you have to be resilient. I mean, that is something that you can see, and you know, you're a perfect example of being resilient. How important is that? Resilience is the lifeblood of humanity. I mean, think of how humans are made. And that's why I love to talk about embracing your inner toddler. Okay, I have to get into that then. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because embrace your inner toddler. Humans are made resilient. Think of a baby. If a baby was not resilient, they would never crawl. They would never walk. They would never eat. Think of it, right? Right. And when I say as an adult, that's what we need to do is we need to remember that toddler version of us that never gave up, never surrendered. Because whenever a baby is trying to crawl to walk, they get up, they fall, they get up, they fall, they get up, they fall, and they just keep getting up. As an adult, we get up, we fall, and we do, well, no, I'm done. I I fell. I'm a failure. No. Embrace the toddler mindset in you. Whenever we have a goal, we put it on this really tall shelf and like, oh my gosh, it's so out of reach. It's not worth, I'm not worthy of that. You can do the same thing with a toddler. Put a cookie on the top shelf. I can guarantee you, you give that toddler 30 minutes, they will be on that top shelf. And you don't even know how they got there, right? And yeah. that's why I'd love to say, embrace your toddler mindset. Don't give up. There is a way. Just because you don't see a ladder that other people have climbed it, doesn't mean there isn't another way. Find the other way. Mm, absolutely. With my brain injury, they told me, you're not going to walk or talk. I'm now walking and talking for a living, okay? So don't let what other people's perceptions of what reality is be your reality. You make your reality. You create it. Well, you had a very strong toddler inside you. I did. A uh, very stubborn one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. And I know that cookie on the shelf is, you know, has propelled you into where you are today and being, you know, an example of a great coach and a speaker and a trainer and a, you know, TEDx speaker and all of that. So let me ask you a question. When you're looking for somebody that is a great leader, do you look for somebody that 
has resilience? Do you consider that a leadership quality? I personally think it's one of the most important ones, but a lot of people tell me that, no, mm -mm, not resilience. Well, it's a little bit of both. When I'm looking for a leader, I'm not looking for resilience, though I do believe it's a very strong quality in a leader. I actually look more for compassion. And I say that because I'm looking at all the leaders, uh, all the people I follow in my mind. And one of the things I love more about them is their compassion. And I think it's because they recognize people who are resilient. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when, when you have compassion as a leader, you can see someone struggles and realize that they are moving from A to B to C. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're a strong leader, or if you're a leader and you don't recognize, you don't have the compassion to see someone moving in a direction that you don't recognize their growth. And I think that's why I see compassion is what I look for in a leader. There's a quote I have, I put in my book. Let's see if I can remember it. It's my own quote. Let's see if I can remember it. <laughs> Change is an emotional journey. It's not rainbows and butterflies through a field of daisies. Change is uncomfortable. And it forces you to evaluate who you are, the beauties and the possibilities. Mm. And I think that's how I, I, in my mind, see resilience is get up because you don't know what else is out there. Yeah. And I agree that compassion is very important. I actually have a list of, you know, seven qualities that I look for in leadership and that I do believe everybody should have. And resilience is one of them because as a leader, you also have to make these difficult decisions and sometimes they knock you down and you have to show others how you can get up. Exactly. And yeah. So I do believe it, it's important. What about mindset? How important is mindset? <laughs> That's everything I talk about yeah. is mindset. Mm -hmm. uh, I think mindset is number one, honestly. Yeah. Because uh, without the right mindset, you can build, you can crush anything, everything and everyone, and including yourself, of course. As a leader, it sets the, the energy, the momentum, the possibilities of everything and everyone around you. Mindset makes or breaks a human. Okay. Truth. Absolutely. Totally agree. A thousand percent. Why is it so difficult for women and a good majority, I'm not talking all women, but a good majority of women, why is it so difficult to stop that inner critic and change your mindset? <laughs> I was just talking about this on another uh, group. <laughs> I believe it's hard for women because we've been set that way. Mm. We've been programmed by society, by every television show, by every Brady Bunch episode. I mean, you name it, especially in our, the different age groups. I know for me personally, I'm in my 50s. I grew up thinking that a woman had to be perfectly polished and perfect, beautiful, dressed, perfect makeup, perfect hair, clean the house, have meals made, still be able to work. I mean, I had this illusion in my head, a delusion in my head, that the man in the relationship had nothing to do with the relationship. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? Now, mm. here's a little bit of my background. I'm Filipino. So I'm from Asian descent mm -hmm. and I was raised Asian. My father's from New Orleans, <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> so I had this perspective that as a woman, I'm supposed to be barefoot and pregnant. But as an American military child, I grew up very strong willed, wanting to protect. So take those two and they don't want to fit. They don't want to fit because I'm supposed to be subservient. 
Right. Uh, and, but I, I'm not subservient. If you ever watch any of my videos, if you go to my website, you watch anything. I'm a very strong-willed, very mm-hmm. direct human. And so growing up, I was always forced into this box that I couldn't fit in. And because of that, we all have this program in our head that we're supposed to be X, Y, Z. And we aren't. None of us are supposed to be anything like that. None of us fit into any type of square peg. We're so unique that there is no generalization for us. And as women, we've been raised to be wearing pink and ponytails and play with dollies. And some of us wanted to roll in the dirt and jump ditches. Well, then do that. Women, we put added pressure on ourselves and we let that inner critic in us. And that inner critic isn't us. Mm -hmm. It's everything we've ever heard in our lives that told us we weren't girl enough. We weren't woman enough. I mean, just think of every time we walk into any room, we have women judging us, we have men judging us, and then we're judging us. And what we need to do as women is, (laughs) oh man, I lied to swear, to forget everybody else, okay? (laughs) Because (laughs) the only thing that matters is our mindset. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. The thing is, you can be the most perfect human on the world okay, in the world, and people will still criticize you. You can be the most imperfect person in the world, and they're still going to criticize you. It's a lose-lose situation if you worry about what other people think. The most important thing that you need to worry about is how you think of you. And if you love you, and if you accept you for who you are, you're healthy, strong, brilliant, beautiful, be you. Be the best version of you. And those who can't handle you, they don't need to be in your life. And those who can handle you, good on them. Yeah, and that's where my four-letter word next comes in because it's the people that you know really are the energy vampires and the ones that really want the worst for you, not the best for you. I always go next, next, because those are not my people. Yeah, they're not. I learned that the hard way through my brain injury and then my breast cancer. Brain injury, a lot of people didn't like the new me. The new me has no filter. I lost my frontal lobe. And a lot of people didn't like the fact that I said exactly what's on my mind. I think the whole world needs to be that way personally. I I like the new me. And then with uh, with my breast cancer, I met a lot of people who were afraid that they would catch cancer from me or just didn't know what to do around me. And so they kind of fell apart, fell away too. When you have life tragedies, and that's why I like to speak and talk about being resilient and mindset is because My hope is that no one else has to go through the pain and the hardship I went through in order to realize that your mindset is the most important thing. Yeah. And it's always interesting to me because I'm from New York. And when I first moved South, I remember people saying to me, oh my goodness, you're like so direct. And I thought, it's not that I'm direct. It's that I'm very black and white. Yes. You know exactly where you stand with me. There's never a gray area. I love you or I don't. And if I don't, it's next. And so I never thought that that was a bad quality. But when you go to different parts of the country and they're always, you know, massaging how they feel about you and you really don't know where you stand, it could also do numbers on your mindset because you you have no idea where, where you really stand. So I applaud when somebody is direct. I think it's great because if you don't like me, that's okay. But if you do, then I know we have a solid relationship because I can feel it, I can see it, and I return it. Exactly, Judy. So we should say, not instead of uh, embrace your taller mindset, embrace your New Yorker. That's right. <laughs> I mean, you, you know where you're coming from. I mean, well, and I grew up, I grew up Filipino. Mm-hmm. You're always polite. Yep. 
Yeah. You, you always skirt around anyone's you know, opinion, you know, well, you know, that's a really nice opinion, but you know, if you really, I mean, it's all this mushy, mushy, smug. no, no, do right. or do not play Yoda, do or do not. It makes yeah. the world a lot easier. There's no gray areas. Right. But it, it takes a while to, you know, to get people to embrace that. I have to say, I, I mean, that's me. That's, that's who I've always been. But, so tell us about your business. So what is it that you concentrate on and who are your, who's your people? Well, I concentrate on the speaking side of it. Mm-hmm. I realized that, you know, I was out there coaching people and i always came back down to one, their mindset and to their message. And so I concentrate more on helping people craft their message so that they can go out to the world and do whatever they want to do. And by crafting their message, it's kind of a, it's basically a coaching session. So I do a two-day boot camp where we kind of throw you in the mix, get you on stage, and we force you to speak basically. And we craft you while you're on stage. And then we film them at the same time. Not only do they see themselves grow, but we can craft them with a full audience. It's real time. Mm-hmm. And once you have that message, and it's what, what's really cool about crafting it that way, is people, when they want to share what they want to do or what they're doing with the world, when you have an audience, it puts this added pressure on them. And it's like, you know what? Tell all of these people, and they're all from different walks of life, how you can serve them, what's in it for them. And when they have to craft, thinking of all the other people in the room, they're out of their head and into where they really need to be the audience. It's not about you. It's about them. And it helps them craft their message so quickly. It's just the most beautiful thing to ever to witness. So that's what I concentrate in. I concentrate in speaker coaching. So I do messaging and crafting the way you present a speech, how you present your, your story, your message. Well, I can tell already that you do not encourage PowerPoint slides with every single word on it so somebody can read to you. Uh, no, we can all read. That's you can right. hand that out. You can send that in an email later. Yes. You'll know, build yes. your, your tribe list, you know, send, send it to them later. No, yeah. I know. And it's all about the message and how it's delivered. So I love that. So you also have, are an author and you've yeah. written books and you've written Eat, Drink and Be Merry, A Glimpse into a Life Well Lived and It's Not Luck Overcoming You. So what made you sit down and write them? Well, the first book, uh, Eat, Drink, and Be Merry, I wrote that with my full brain injury. I wrote it because I did my TED Talk. I did the TED, and when I came off stage, the director said, where's your book? And I wrote a book with a full traumatic brain injury. <laughs> I still don't know how I did it, but I did. Mm. And I, I, love, I love that book. It's what catapulted me into a whole other world of business. I mean, I used to write for uh, politicians. I did that TED Talk when they told me I wouldn't be able to speak or write anymore. That was my six-month window that I could talk. So I did my TEDx. And um, then I wrote a book in about a couple of weeks, two weekends, actually. That's Eat, Drink, and Be Merry. And then the second book, It's Not Luck Overcoming You, I went on to a speaking circuit. Is basically, I just started speaking. And people kept coming up to me saying, you're so lucky you get to do what you love. You're so lucky that you don't have to sit in a cubicle. And my answer was, it's not luck. I mean, can you imagine how many inner critics I had to get through? Mm. I'm missing four areas of my brain and I have breast cancer and I was given three months to live. Think about all the inner critics in my head that were beating me up. I wrote this book to prove that just because someone tells you that you can't or that you know, the universe is basically trying to take you out at your ankles, <laughs> you can still do it. It's all in your head. 
And so it's not luck overcoming you, basically our short stories and then five questions after each story to walk you through your own past stories that are complete BS. I mean, I am walking people through my own journey, through my brain injury and my breast cancer in the It's Not Luck book. Mm. And through my example, I say, what pops in your head? Now work through that story in your head and use these questions. It's a really cool book because it works. It works rather well. I do uh, online masterminds. Everyone seems to get through and break through to whatever they want to do by chapter five. And it's a 12 chapter book. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. The rest of it's really just com- confirmation that, yep, that's right. Yep, that's right. Yeah, basically. How do our listeners get connected with you, get your books, find out about your, your, your workshop, your boot camp? Go to my website for one thing or follow me. So my website's my name, michellemoross.com, michellemisteraz.com and on all over social, social media. And I also have a YouTube page so they can connect with me anywhere and I answer at every level. My books are also on Amazon. I just recorded Eat, Drink and Be Merry as an audiobook. That's coming out in the next three months. My third book, Step Into Your Light, is going to come out in the next six months. So you want to track me for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm a huge acronym girl and I love that your last name is also an acronym. So <laughs> did, did you choose somebody with that last name to create that acronym or, you know, because I know when I do my acronyms, it's a lot of it is by chance and uh-huh. not a coincidence, but it just happens to work out that way. Like when I do selling in a skirt, skirt's an acronym and it happens to also be an article of clothing and that's my company. I love but, it. Yeah. So tell us about what it stands for. and. Um, how did that come to be? Okay, well, Moross, magnifying resilient attitudes for success. That was a complete accent, uh, accident. <laughs> and an accent. <laughs> yeah, it was an accent. Well, the thing is, is someone asked me, what do you do? And I said, well, I magnify people. I mean, I, I want them to succeed. And they said, well, what, how do you do that? I said, by helping them realize how resilient they are. And then I won the John Maxwell Leadership Award for Attitude. I'm like, Magnifying Resilient Attitudes for Six. It's what I do. It's mm-hmm. my last name. Now, how did I get that last name? I met my, my boyfriend when I was 14 in high school in the Philippines. There you go. I married him 10 years later. I thought his name was a common American name and that it was easier than my maiden name. And I was wrong. Moross <laughs> is not an easy name. <laughs> but my last name was French. So, I mean, it was like, no one could ever say Gachard. So I was like, oh, Moross, everyone can do that one. Then I came to America and went, oh, Moross is not a common American name. It is very odd in Hungarian. But well, yeah. I love that in one of your videos when you say, no, I didn't leave out a vowel. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's missing one. I know, I know. So what's the best advice that you can share with women in leadership positions? With all the things you've been through, with all the things you talk about and all your clients, What would be the best tip that you can give women in leadership? Women in leadership, it's all in your head. And I don't care how successful you are. You will always have those inner critics in your head that will pop up because it's just part of who we are. And what you have to realize with this inner critic, with those voices in your head, stop thinking of them as putting you down. Start thinking of them as challengers. When they tell you something you can't do, prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I love to use, I love Byron Katie. Look up the work by Byron Katie. And whenever a thought comes into your head that's holding you back, ask yourself the questions from the work by Byron Katie. Is it true? 
Can you absolutely know it's true? How do you react when you feel that feeling? And who would you be without that thought? It will propel you through any difficult situation you have or any difficult uh, relationship you have. That's my, my last thoughts for all of you. I love that. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for sharing the mic with me. You're phenomenal. You've come through so many amazing and unexpected situations that have brought you to this level. And I love that. And I'm looking forward to creating some adventures together. I'd love to, Judy. Don't lose me. I will not. And I want to leave everyone with this quote. You know all those things you've always wanted to do? You should go do them. I thank you all for listening to our discussion where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. Now make sure you stay connected with us and remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next time, this is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.